Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast, the radio show coming to you on this Saturday, December the 26th, 2020. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. We are the day after Christmas, or according to my fancy desk calendar here, it is the first day of Kwanzaa and Boxing Day, which I don't really know what Boxing Day is. Is that a Canadian holiday? No, I think, is it? Yeah, actually it is. <laughs> it has the Canada thing next to it. I don't know that. Is I've that, heard of it. I just. I think that's when you box up the crap you don't like, right? And like send it back. The or name give it to somebody. C- comes from a time when the rich used to box up gifts to give to the poor. Boxing Day was a traditionally a day off for servants and the day when they received a special Christmas box from their masters. The servants would also go home on Boxing Day to give Christmas boxes to their families. Really? I had no idea what that was. Weird. They still do that? Kind of strange. Anyways. um, It says... What's going to bug me? It's actually originated in the UK. And... Now Canada does it? No, I think I got that wrong. But in parts of Europe, such as Catalonia, Germany, Hungary, Netherlands, Poland, Romania... So a lot of different Europe, European countries, I think, still celebrate it. A little history lesson for everybody out there. <laughs> for those of you who are in those countries, you can correct us. <laughs> yes, I know Boxing Day. I'm like, but it has a little C-A-N afterwards, which is strange. Anyways, uh, we're back, everybody. So hopefully you guys had an awesome Christmas, a uh, good Christmas Eve, doing your thing, whether you're with friends or family or you guys are by yourself. We are going to dig in today to 2020 lessons, uh, some of these off the cuff here, and then uh, Heather found a, a nice little clip from uh, Brennan Burchard. He kind of put out, oh, looks like maybe seven or eight uh, little 2020 lessons. We'll kind of dig into those, give our specific examples, and then obviously go into some of the ones that are applicable to us and things that we have individually learned and as a group in this Amazing year of uh, firsts in uh, 2020. But before I kick into the podcast, again, a reminder, this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, if you guys are not getting enough greens into your life, let's, let's be real, nobody gets enough, even myself. It's the easiest way to cover the gaps in your nutrition. And again, it's the one thing I do take every single day that I never miss, even when I travel, you know, even like on the road in a car, but especially if we, you know, can do normal life and you're going overseas or you're taking like longer trips, I always just throw them in my bag, rip the travel packs, put them in water, shake it, and I'm good to go for the day. So if you guys want to try it, right now, if you guys order Athletic Greens, you get a year free supply of vitamin D3, which again, you've heard me talk about how important D is in your life, and we'll send you five free travel packs as well. On top of that, if you're really on the fence and you've heard me talk about it for like a year or two years or three years or however long you've been listening to me ramble, I will have Monica send you a pack right to your front door 100% for free, cost you nothing. Then you guys can hook up with the free year of vitamin D. And the site is always athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott or just shoot me a DM and email. I'll send it to you guys. I'm happy to help. Uh, just my way of hopefully getting you guys to be a little bit healthier, uh, which will make you happier as you head into 2021. Other than that, uh, we are kicking off our 47-day transformation here in about, where am I at? 14 days here, so just about two weeks. We'll kick off uh, January the 11th, which is coming quick. 
That is our flagship transformation program. So if you guys are looking to do something for the new year, uh, not just like resolutions, but if you're really trying to improve your happiness, your health, and your habits, this would be the program for you guys. It's the most interactive and the most detailed one of anything we do just because it covers all the pillars of fitness. Uh, and we really just dig into a lot of lifestyle, habit-based things. And obviously the workouts are legit and we go hard into the nutrition as well. So if you guys are interested, it's 47daytransformation.com. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And if you're a dedicated listener and you want a small podcast discount code, hit us up and I'm happy to share that with you guys who want to get down with that. Cool? Yeah, I'm excited. So we are talking 2020 lessons here. Things that we have learned in 2020 and I think a lot of things that you guys have seen or maybe learned or felt or maybe just have a little bit better grasp on this year maybe over any other just because of the unique circumstances we are all in so the first one which I think is the most important which I talk about all the time and obviously during the holidays this is beneficial but really if you can have moments of this every day I think it's key and it's just the simple tip of keeping perspective and also keeping gratitude 24 7 yeah I think that one's probably number one for me this year just focusing on what we do have and not focusing on what you don't or what's been taken away and just realizing that it can be so much worse and um, focusing on what you can control and just being grateful for everything that you do have in your life and constantly working at tapping into that mentality every day I think is huge and it's been huge for me this year yeah and it's obviously it's tough when you're on a certain you know uh, trend or trajectory and things kind of get you know blown off course which I think all of us have kind of felt this year at some point but then stepping back and just realizing wow you know what as bad as this sucks I hate to use the phrase like it could always be worse but basically it can always be worse Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this many times before just like how our our era we're not used to these crazy hardships like I've shared on this podcast before like if you were born during the great depression or you were born 300 years ago when you're just fighting animals for survival like we don't have a reference you know and as much as a lot of this has sucked and everybody's experienced you know some you know, form of loss or version of it. For a lot of us, it's, they're real problems because they're ours, Mm -hmm. but they're inconveniences more than anything else. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it sucks. Like, again, we live here in Arizona where things are a little bit more, you know, functioning than in other states. And I feel for you guys who are in places where you can't do anything. I'm like, it just, it seems like it only compound the problem. And if you're in one of those, like, well, I can't go outside. I can't go anywhere. I'm like, at least if you have your own personal health, and you have your family's health, like you should have gratitude for that. And like there is perspective in that. Like if you have a roof over your head, like mm-hmm. if you have the luxury of an iPhone, if you have the luxury of watching Netflix, you know, and being safe and things like that, like those are things to be thankful for, even though you can, we can't do, you know, normal life. And I do think it sucks. Mm-hmm. I still have perspective even when I do say that. Yeah. And it's just finding the joy, the moments of joy and happiness and the simplest things. And that truly is what are the big things in life. And it's tough, though, because you see other people doing different stuff, and that's mm-hmm. why we always say you can't do the comparison thing because it's not it's not real, and A, it's not healthy. But, 
you know, I could look at, well, I was going to make this this year and now I'm only going to make this, or I was going to go here this year and now I can't go here. And that does suck, but I step back and I say, well, thankfully for me, you know, I'm healthy, I'm fit, you know, I still have money, I'll be able to do it in 90 days or 180 days. You know, that's the, the way I have to approach it. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit and be pissed off and depressed all day and that doesn't do anybody any good. Right. The next one is change (laughs) (laughs) illuminates character. And this is from a post from Brendan Burchard, who's a high performance coach and bestselling author. And I just had saw him post this. So I just wanted to share these, um, these ones that he listed out and then we can obviously go into our own experiences, but I definitely think this has helped me learn to evolve and embrace uncertainty and just really push myself to get uncomfortable, uh, to continue to grow. So, and really reveal more character traits and help me understand myself more this year. Some good, some bad. (laughs) Right. It's revealed a lot. (laughs) Well, when I look at that, like, people say, you know, they don't like change or, well, change happens no matter what. Like there's nothing you can do to control it. The world's always moving. Technology is always updating. We're always getting older. Things are always going to be moving and shifting. And I think with any of these things, when change does occur, you kind of have two options. Like one, you can embrace it and you can roll with it and you can pivot the best you can, or you can just sit there and bitch and whine and complain and and wish it was like it used to be. And obviously we know one direction is going to help you and one direction is going to hurt you and leave you stuck. And I think you kind of see that this year, you know, more so than ever. And I hate the, you know, when it says embrace the uncertainty and kind of, you know, evolve. And I kind of equate that to pivot. Like we've talked about it in the fitness industry a lot in a lot of businesses where you've seen these people like do these, you know, essentially Herculean things to be resourceful where it's like, well, their restaurant is closed. So they set up like all this outside stuff just to like survive and move. And as cool as that is to see, like, I hate that they have to do that. I think it's, you know, a little bit ridiculous, like on some fronts, but you're watching people do whatever they can, just keep things moving forward. And that's and pretty, shift and, it's pretty badass to mm-hmm. watch. And just and maybe tap into different revenue streams that they never really thought of, but you've had to get forced to get creative during this time. If you're a business owner. Well, yeah. And for a lot of people, like it's, they, I don't think a lot of people grasp too. And this is just me speaking off topic. When you run for all these people, a small business, it's their life. It's taken everything for them to start this restaurant or start the nail salon or the barber shop, whatever their thing is, it's taken everything possible. And then when, things have changed so quickly in terms of like they're open, they're closed. Here's the new rules for this. They almost like they feel like they're losing something like something's being ripped away from them. I think a lot of people have felt that this year, whether it be even be a career you've worked for 15 years and all of a sudden like your job is eliminated or you're furloughed or you're in this weird stage. It's almost like you go through the stages of grief. You do. You feel, I felt it like loss and this you take it personal. You do. Well, and you go through the, like it's, you know, you go through denial, you know, and then you go through the anger and then the bargaining and then some people, the depression, and then the acceptance of it. And that's what you can do once you get through all the stages. When you accept, here's the reality of it today. What can you do to pivot and shift and change it? And you can either sit and wallow in the shit and like, you know, kind of always be in the kind of, I don't want to say depression because it's not like a clinical depression, but like in this sadder state 
or you can just accept it, move forward and see what you can do. Um, but either way, it's tough to do, whether it's you working a real job or you just being, you know, your Adapting. own business. Yes, it's uh, it's tough. But I will say, like, it's it allows you to maybe step back and see, like, do you have to do things the way you're doing it or can you do them a little bit different? And to your point, if it is different revenue streams, you might see, well, this is not as efficient as I thought it was. So I can do this and make more money and help more people or it can be well right now this isn't running on full capacity, but we can spend our time over here. And that's kind of the evolution of what we've seen with people with businesses and in their own personal life too. But the change definitely does, uh, you know, show your character, if you will. But then it goes with everything. It's like anybody who, you know, when people say, you know, like money is the root of all evil. I don't believe that. I think a person who's super nice and giving, who has no money, if they get money, it just heightens who they are. It doesn't necessarily like change who you are. It just literally shows right. the true character of you. And I think, you know, tough times do that as well. The people who are a little bit more resilient and more positive tend to, I don't Weather know. Weather the storm. Yeah, I don't know if they thrive, but they do better than the person who's just negative and kind of wrapped up in the wrong things. Or the people that have really been working on themselves for years and really pushing themselves to grow. And I know for us just focusing on personal development and in different things that have helped us throughout the years has definitely paid off this year because it, it's almost like prepared us to handle this year a lot better than I think in age too and experience. But I think because we, we've worked on it for so long that it's, it's just come into play. Like we've have the tools and the resources and we know ourselves more to be able to handle it better. Uh, yeah. Well, then yeah. if you're kind of like blindsided and well, have never really dealt with like hardship before. And if you're just hanging on, you know, by a thread and you live your life kind of loosely, like for us, it's, it's, we have the easiest, it's the easiest position as much as this year sucks. Like we don't got seven kids I know. running around like, like we paid off our debts. Like we're just in a kind of a different, even if that it's challenging. That's why I say for everybody, it's, it's tough to embrace the uncertainty when you have so many variables rolling around, like where we have, you know, probably less than the average person. Even for us, it's difficult, but it also takes you. That's why I'm a huge fan of personal development. Like we'll invest in conferences and we'll invest in books and I'll surround myself with the right people just because things aren't always going to be going perfect. And, Oh, clients here will joke with me. Well, Jeremy, you've been planning, you've been like planning a season like this forever. I'm like, well, I didn't plan for this shit. I just lived like a conservative life and tried to be a good person. I'm like, I really didn't want this to be the thing where it's like, you know, it shows the way you've lived is like, you know, uh, I don't want to say the right way, but a, a safer, more efficient way, at least for this year. And I, I did not. Well, it just kind of validates the lifestyle that we've chosen to live and it it kind of confirms that for us like okay well I'm glad we were doing we were saving money and and, and being smart in certain areas because it, it allowed us to push through this a lot and it, we're in a better situation because of it yeah that's a tough part for a lot of people to uh to kind of evolve through this. But again, if nothing else, I've said this from the beginning, if this has shown any, you know, kind of holes in your armor, it might be, Hey, you know, maybe I wasn't uh, as healthy as I wanted to be. 
Um, maybe I wasn't as, you know, financially stable as I wanted to be. Maybe I didn't have all these things in order yet. And now you've, you know, through the uncomfortable season of 2020, maybe you've done things a little bit better for the future to say, hey, you know, something else does happen and things always do. I've lived through a handful of these kind of financial disasters in my life, this one being probably the the strangest and it seems to be like the most drawn out, I guess. But it shows you, hey, you know, I'm going to either save for a rainy day or I'm going to make myself, you know, uh, more mentally tough or I'm gonna make myself, you know, physically in better condition and just have better habits. So then when the next storm comes, you know, you're, what is the three little pigs? Like the straw house and the brick house and what's the other one? Is that what it is? Is that the three little pigs? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah, like where they come and try to blow your house yeah. down. Because the one pig, because the one does like, has a brick house, right? How do I not know the story of the three little pigs? <laughs> this is embarrassing. Me either. I think it is. It's like three little pigs, right? It's because we don't have kids. Yeah, but like we heard that story. I used to like like the, the bedtime story, right? Yeah, the one built a straw house. The middle brother built the house of sticks. And neither one was strong enough. But the third pig was the oldest gangster. He decided to build the house of bricks. And he didn't mind the hard work. And he wanted a strong house. And boom, the wolf couldn't blow it down. So, all of you with Great example. children out there already <laughs> knew that. I had to Google it quickly. But I guess if that's what this season of life has shown you, that's a, it's a great lesson. And it's an uncomfortable one to learn. And I think we all do at some point. Uh, but if this is the year that it taught you, hopefully it saves you from the it's- next shit show. It's like such a year of reflection, you know, it's like such a impactful year that you, no matter how little you were impacted or how severely you were impacted, it's, it's, hopefully you're using it as a time of where you can reflect on all the lessons and learnings and, and just carry that into 2021 and just learn from those, you know, situations and experiences and continue to kind of just focus on what you want this new year to be. I think that's a positive for sure. Mm -hmm. Anytime you can step back from your life and look at it to see if how you were living it is the way you want to and know that you're in control and you can make a change, I do think that is a pretty cool thing. So if something awesome came from this dumpster fire, that would be one of them, which brings me into the next one. Judge less and feel better. I think this one's like kind of a touchy one because a lot of people have struggled with judging others um, for different actions. What do you you mean? (laughs) Well, for example, it can be as simple as posting a photo on Instagram and getting judged for it because... People really don't know the full story or, you know, they think you're not taking things, you're not being responsible given that we're in a pandemic. Do you want to give a, do you want me to give a specific example here? Sure. Well, because again, I talked about this the other day. I literally went through the like, are you taking the season of life serious conversation? And I went in uh, both vectors, but you do see a lot of people judging others uh, based on everything. Oh, well, so-and-so was you know, with their family at Christmas and they took a photo. And yet this is the only time I've ever seen in the history of life, like where we're going to like crush people for that. And I'm not, I'm not the morality police. I'm like, you guys do what you feel comfortable with and what you feel safe. I'm nobody to judge anyone on anything. 
not the kind of lifestyle that they live, not what kind of shape they're in, not what I'm nothing. I'm just a dude. I make my choices and I live with them and I try to do more good than I do harm. And I've never lived in a time when I've seen people be like, well, so-and-so was, you know, with, you know, three generations of their family at their house taking a picture for Christmas. I'm like, if that's how they choose to do Christmas, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like I'm nobody to judge that yet. People are doing that, doing this, this weird, weird year. I've seen like the judgment's been more than it's ever been before. And I think when you do that, it puts a lot on you as the person if you can't see that. And then it, it makes other people feel uncomfortable that they can't like live their life freely and nobody wants to feel that. And so you do, I think the takeaway is you have to stop judging other people. For and their own opinions and, you know, what political views was a huge one this year. That's insane. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're going to unfriend somebody because they, they believe in a different uh, presidential or like Senate candidate or whatever. Like I'm assuming we're talking the presidency here because it's so polarizing. Oh, you voted red. You voted blue. Oh, I don't like you anymore. Like, are we serious? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's insane. It's insane that people it's, it's so it's either, you're on team right or team left and you can't be anywhere in between. Like you can't It's just... like, I don't even like bringing it up on the podcast cause it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I've talked about before, like no offense. Like I don't care who anybody votes for. Like I'm, if you vote for, if you're a Trump dude and this is not a political podcast, if you're a Trump guy, we can be friends. If you're a Biden guy, we can be friends. Who is mm-hmm. the third person? Uh, Jorgensen. It's a female <laughs> by the way, if you didn't know that. So if you voted for, was it Jorgensen? Yeah. The third person. Or Kanye. Like, I don't give a shit. If you voted for Kanye, I'm still friends with you. I don't care, dude. Like, I like you as the person. I don't care what religion you are. Like, if you're right. Catholic, if you're Lutheran, if it's Jewish, I don't give a shit. If you want to, you know. If you like the Packers, I'm still your if friend. If you want to wear a mask in a photo or just take it down for the photo, it's. It doesn't it's, matter yeah, to it's... me. Like, it's okay, dude. Like, if you want to do Christmas with nobody or you want to do it with, like, your family, either way is super cool with me. It doesn't matter. If you're a Washington State fan or a Washington <laughs> fan. Mm, I can't be friends with the Washington. No, I have and, friends that went to University and of Washington. And there's, the, there's the judgment, everybody. <laughs> but if you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or you don't think it's a Christmas movie. My point is, is that we just have to let that shit go. Like the judgment is just too much. Like I'm never, if somebody wants to live their life a certain way and they're happy with their choices, then I'm happy for them. That's always what I'll say. If you ask my opinion on things, I'm happy to give it to you. But the judgment stuff I can't do because I don't know everybody's whole story. I really right. don't, man. Like when you see, and I'm going to give this example because this is the one that's the, 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 the stupidest to me. When people are like, well, you know, I would never go, you know, have, you know, Christmas with my family this year. And that's fine for you. But if you see a friend of yours with their family at Christmas and there's seven of them in a room and they took a photo and now you're judging that, you don't know the entire context. And what I mean is that maybe one person or two or three people in that family is so mentally just distraught and they're so sad and they're so depressed by them being alone. It is a thousand times worse than them being with their family. And we don't know that by mm-hmm. a photo. We just take pictures and then we, we put judgment on them without knowing it. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, that might be the last year for that person because it, there's just, there's so much that goes into it. You can't judge a book by its cover. And that's why the phrase is one of the eternal great quotes of all time, because you don't know mm-hmm. what's really inside there and what really people are going through and what they do truly need in their life. And it's easy to sit back, you know, from like the position that you're in and say, oh, well, I don't understand how someone's like, you can't understand. Yeah. 
and we're all about following the rules, you know, in public and, but even me posting the photo (laughs) in the hotel lobby, um, we had our masks on, but no one was in the lobby, but there was a beautiful Christmas tree and we decided to take a photo. We obviously took the mask off for the photo, but then not realizing, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm probably going to get judged for this, but like we're following the rules and we ate outside and, you know, but the fact that we're, this is the time we're living in right now. It's just, it's very highly sensitive and frustrating and, um, but we'll get through it. It's, it's going to get better. And I, I, I bring that, I mean, obviously he lists this out, but I bring it up because it doesn't have to be this way. Like we as humans are doing it to each other. This does not ha- it does not have the judgment and the harshness and like the hatred for one side or the other or this or this, like these comments, these, the wordings, it doesn't have to exist. Mm-hmm. We are, we are, we are doing this. No one's making you be that way. So if you take anything from me, if you obviously you guys listen to us enough, you probably like how we talk and how we think, and we're probably all similar. Some of you might think I'm crazy. That's fine. I go, but just know, like, if you do judge less, you will feel better. And if you focus on, like, worrying about your house and your life and everything that you can do to make yourself, like, the kindest, smartest, most resourceful person, everything else is going to be okay. And what you'll find is you're going to judge way less. And you, you probably will quit doing it completely well and you'll have better energy because it's it's positive energy that you are gaining back for yourself instead of um if you're focusing on others and and judging others and spending all that negative energy it's going to be draining you from being able from really being able to benefit from it in a positive way i agree i just i have um i guess it's probably always happened i just have never seen it so prevalent as probably this year and i guess people i'm just the beauty of social media is we can connect with people um all over the world and everywhere and you get to share cool stories and meet people and a lot of times you connect with them in real life and you make these friendships and it's super awesome but then obviously you have the downside that everybody has an opinion and everybody has a team to join even if it's a a super crazy team that's full of shit, which is a lot of the stuff we've seen this year. Which, by the way, this is nothing to do with today's podcast, but I um about being social media being an awesome connector of people. I got this message yesterday um, from this guy, uh, Tom Singer on Instagram. Tom, if you listen to the podcast, shout out to you, dude. But I was um we have a Christmas tradition. We watch Die Hard at our house, and had um, f- it's his, not mine. Why? Why would you say that? What would you say? What would you talk like that? I finally watched majority of it. You, I I've never really watched the whole movie. It's so sad. <laughs> Your husband stars in the movie. Yeah, you don't even watch it. How much do I look like Bruce it's Willis? It's not so? my favorite Christmas movie. It's not really a Christmas movie to me. <laughs> How is it not a Christmas movie? What is the whole? What is the plot? It's a Christmas party. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. It's basically Home Alone before Home Alone. It's just a more badass Anyways, version of it. Anyways, get back so, to your message. The point is, we have this Christmas tradition where we watch Die Hard, and it's awesome. And so we're watching it, and then I get this Instagram DM, and it's from this guy Tom Singer, and he goes, Hey, Jeremy, happy holidays. Saw your Die Hard post. I was actually Bruce Willis's stand-in body double in the movie Glass a couple years ago. When I met him, my first question was, 
Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And he said, yippee ki And you guys know the rest of the quote. I'm not going to get super <laughs> graphic here. I go, but how awesome is that? Like, and that's why I say, like, there is great things from social media. Yeah. So I don't want to vilify them. Because if this doesn't exist, like, A, this guy would never know I look like Bruce Willis. And two, I would never know he follows my stuff. And that we can, like, mm-hmm. have this weird conversation now about him being the body double for... In older, bald Bruce That's Willis. very cool. Which is pretty badass. I thought that was cool, actually. That's the beauty no, of it is. social media. It's and, fun. Yeah. Well, it's just like how we're... It's so random. We were talking yesterday, like how we're all so connected. Mm-hmm. Like to each other through social. Either like through one person or through like two people. Yeah. You essentially kind of know everybody. Which is pretty badass. It brings you closer instead of... If you let it, yeah. If you use it incorrectly, it can be very vitriol and it can be like you're going to argue and feel weird and this. Or it's like we'll just connect and... It can either unite or divide. Yeah. Which we're seeing a lot of this year, but... But if you use it the right way, like mm-hmm. to follow people that are positive and And inspiring. you understand how it works. Yeah. Like you understand like algorithms and you understand that... Well, even if you watch the documentary why can't I even think of it uh social dilemma yes and you start to realize okay you have that background and understand how it works for the most part well you, well, you mean like not like get addicted to it or something well and just how it it's like you could be seeing completely different feeds than me and well, i do yeah well, because it, feed, it feeds you what you feed into. I know. So if you like just literally YouTube puppies all day. And, it, and depending on geographical location, that has something to do with it, the country you live in, everything. So So if you want to see positive stuff, start putting out positive stuff and looking at positive stuff. And use it for what can be used for in a great direction, even though it's nothing to do mm-hmm. with the podcast today. I thought it was important to share, and I thought that was cool. Well, and it's like if you if you struggle with judging people, then maybe just stop following those people or you know maybe you need to take a look at inventory of what you are consuming and change it if it if it's really light lighting you on fire like certain things like get rid of it you know well that's i've always wondered that why would you choose to watch and follow and listen to things that make you feel like crap Mm -hmm. does that make any sense i know you don't have to follow anybody on social media you could be like david goggins Zero, <laughs> three million people follow him. Zero people I he know, follows. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. I go because he has no interest in it. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing. Like the stuff I look at generally brings me like either educational or it's just like for entertainment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Things I like to look at. And you guys are the same way. Stop. And the last thing before we let the, the judging thing. If you're a person who's scared to put out content and post things because you fear judgment, Please stop doing that. Like, just write and post the things you want to post. Especially, again, if it's negative and hurtful, then obviously don't do it. But if it's you sharing pictures of your family, if it's you sharing a quote, if it's you sharing a picture of yourself doing something, and you think it's cool, throw it out there, dude. The world needs more super positive creators. It does not need more people fearing judgment and if you do fear that and you're not a public person like and have a business that basically relies on you sharing content all day like ours does, it's your friends who are judging you. Mm-hmm. And if you're worried about your friends judging you in a negative way, get new friends, bro. Mm-hmm. 
Like, don't have those people in your life. And I see a lot of people suffer from that who, like, would generally put out good stuff. And what I mean by good stuff is, like, you playing with your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you and your dog doing whatever. Like, just normal, fun. Hum- I'd rather see stuff like that than half the bullshit that's out there anyway. But there's so many good people because they've shared stuff in the past. People have judged them. Well, I'm not going to share myself working out because I'm too fat and someone's going to you know, call me out of my body. Or they don't have the self-confidence. Or I'm not going to share this quote because people will think I'm stupid. Or they'll judge me. Dude, they're going to do that anyway, regardless if they tell you or not. So don't yeah. let like, one negative thing. I have to always thing. remind myself of that, that people are going to judge me no matter what. So just focus on what makes you happy and what you want to do and stop worrying about what everyone else thinks and just know it's helping way more people mm-hmm. and if you i i'm used to it now so anytime i do any like the other day we were doing kettlebell swings and i had like 40 ridiculous fucking comments because people don't even know what they're watching and it's like I, I try to reply to it but it's like it's almost like when people are so clueless you can't even like fix the cluelessness and i'm like i don't it doesn't matter like for the six people who think i'm a loser there's 600,000 people who think it's awesome. So it's like you just play the percentages and just know like people are always going to have judgment or always, you can't control everything. But if you feel good about it and you want to create things and help people, please do it. The mm-hmm. world needs more positive people and there's way more of us, the people who are positive and helpful and resourceful than there are of the negative people. The problem is the negative people are just louder and we're drawn to the negativity for some reason. We have this natural inclination to kind of seek out uh the negativity which is really strange so share freely everybody next one family and health should be a part of your top priorities definitely this could be definitely number one for this year depends on it cool. should be it for for every year i think your family he- and health top priorities your health should always should be number one because without that what do you got but without being healthy, what's the point of all this? Mm-hmm. And without having people to share it with. And when I say family, I mean like family and friends. Family and friends, people that you love in your life. And if you're having a weird season of life with some family and friends, maybe refer back to the judge less and feel better. And I will say this. You just have to understand where people are at. And I think this is for every season of life, probably specifically this year. It's okay if you have family members who aren't, you know, super freaked out every second of the day and they kind of just, you know, they follow the rules, but they live their life. That's okay. There's okay if you have family members who don't want to leave their house too. If, mm-hmm. As long as that's, that's where they want to be, then that's okay. You can't judge the person on the right. You can't judge the person on the left. You just have to kind of meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. And you being a person who has enough self-confidence and like is not a judgmental person, you just understand that. Yeah. And I try to do that with everybody. That's what every, it's a very healthy way to approach it. That's every relationship in your life, though. Mm-hmm. You've, we've always done this. Yep. It's for some reason in this strange time, we feel like we can't. Like, you have certain friends who there's certain ones you can talk a certain way around. Yeah. And there's certain ones you kind of... Filter. Yeah. And there's certain friends you can go, like, you know, drink with and be stupid mm-hmm. with. And there's other ones where it's like... <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there is, though. Like, yeah, like your level of comfort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you have. And like ones that you know is they're not going to like judge you, I guess. You know. And it, <laughs> Which it, that comes back to your point. Like if you have friends that are judging you, maybe they shouldn't be your friends. Well, and again, like I don't mean. And there's, there's all different levels of friends though. 
like you have surface level friends and you have like your mm-hmm. diehard friends you your grew up with. True where, friends. Where there's no, there's nothing. There's zero judgment. And those are the ones who I, I think you should probably hold closest to. And that's what I mean. Like those people are your top priority. And those ones are never going to probably judge you no matter what. But then the other ones will. So if you can live in that space where you make sure, hey, I'm healthy, I'm happy, mm-hmm. my friends are healthy and happy, and I'm going to meet them wherever their comfort level is. And you're kind of like the, you're the linchpin or you're, mm-hmm. you're like the catalyst that can kind of live in all spaces. I think that's ideal. I've and, learned that this year. And going back to the health top priority, I hope that this year really helps you understand, you know, the areas that you need to improve when it comes to your health and, and take that into to next year. And whether it's, um, fitness related nutrition, but also mental health and, uh, making it a priority. If you were neglecting it now more than ever, it's vital. Well, you see like why we have so many of the problems we have and a lot of the things that are wrong in the world in terms of people being unhealthy, it's their own fault. These are a lot of these are very fixable things. Now, some people get dealt a shitty card and then they can't change it. But for most people, you can, you can always make a better eating choice. And for me, it's like, which they don't talk about enough in our country, but the preventative health preventative health um practices we, yeah. d- we do it wrong tools and resources and in education i think is still lacking so much in our country and i mean i just was like counting the number of diabetes commercials that i've been seeing um and it's it's definitely increased this year it's uh, like they're preparing for everybody that you know is headed in the wrong direction with their health well, I think like if you look at it, well, if you want me to pull up the diabetes numbers, 34.2 million Americans, just over one in 10 have diabetes. 88 million American adults, approximately one in three have diabetes. New diabetes cases were higher among, this is a huge detail report. This is from the CDC, by the way. That's crazy. What percentage of us? So that would be, so if 34 million people have diabetes, that's 10, it's almost 10 and a half percent. Almost 11 percent of the U.S. population has diabetes. Well, I think it was, is it the seventh or fifth leading cause of death in America? Um, it's got to be pretty close to that. It's definitely in the top 10. Let me Google it real quick. So I'm interested. But to the point of this, obviously... If you guys can understand, we are doing health, in my opinion, like health and medicine and sometimes even fitness in the wrong order, where we wait till we're sick to go to the hospital, Mm -hmm. which you should be going for routine blood work, Mm -hmm. like physicals, uh, screenings, checkups. You don't wait to go to the dentist until you have tooth pain that you can't walk. You go twice a year to get your checkups, get your x-rays. Don't wait till you're 100 pounds overweight to join a fitness community and go to a gym and get a trainer. Just go now. And so to avoid those problems, like why would we wait until we're already in a 10-foot hole? If you're in a 1-foot hole today, it's so much easier to hop out of it than opposed to waiting like till you have all these problems. If you're... If you have $1,000 of credit card debt today, 
Start paying it off now and get rid of it and stop using the card. Don't wait till you owe 20 grand. It's crazy to me. I'm just curious like what the next generation will be like. And I hope that this year, you know, for our age group, um, we don't have kids, but that next generation, I hope, um, is able to be a lot healthier and continue to move in the right direction for the future because hopefully they're starting at a younger age to understand and be educated. But I don't know if that's the case. Well, I don't think we teach it in... It should be more available in school at a young age. The information is there, but we don't we don't make it mandatory mm-hmm. like as part of a curriculum like we're teaching again i've talked about this before we teach a lot of the wrong stuff or even the stuff let's say if everything you believe well, we should learn geology i'm not saying don't learn geology but do you think as a grown adult as you sit here 35 years old like would you not have been better off if you learned about proper nutrition and finance budgeting as opposed to geology mm-hmm. i'm not taking away against like yeah know what the mantle in the core is super cool dude next time you're like dr- 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 drilling for <laughs> the dinosaurs mantle in the core. <laughs> there's the only two things i remember <laughs> or quartz like, like quartz. what are some other do you know any other rocks <laughs> you don't yeah granite but that's what in geology is what you do you learn about rocks and stuff mm-hmm. what other layers you took it in college. What else do you know? I, I remember the lab. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, you learned that, but we didn't talk about, hey, how, here's how you budget money, or here's how you're supposed to eat. Yeah. Like, here, just basic stuff. By the way, diabetes is the, I think, seventh cause of death in America. 85,000 people a year. But that's 2019 data? Yeah. So, 2018. So, probably slightly higher now. Heart disease is 655, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. just insane anyways um i wish we would teach things like that so the point is make health your top priority obviously they're not gonna you know mandate that you learn about it but the information is out there and if you don't know obviously you can listen to podcasts like ours and just d- and if you struggle with accountability sign up for the 47 day transformation group <laughs> boom shameless plug uh but it will help i do think anytime you can have an educational piece it's key but we should do that because we're doing it wrong so like I said, don't wait until you have a problem to go work on it. Just be proactive in what you're doing. That's why we call it, you know, like when we do mobility and foam rolling, it's corrective exercise and like in just in tissue work and maintenance. It's, you know, don't wait till something hurts and is so bad you're going to go to a doctor when a lot of times there's a lot of things like you could have prevented along the way if you just would have done mm-hmm. the basic stuff every day. It's you got to start thinking of these things as just like things you do. It's like how you do hopefully brush your teeth daily and like floss your teeth daily. Like these little things in between your medical appointments and in between the big chunks of stuff you're doing make the biggest difference. Yeah. We just, we get so busy. We tend to push it off to the side. And I'm like, again, without being healthy and feeling good, you really have a terrible quality of life. Mm -hmm. Next one. Confidence matters. Yeah, I think if you have confidence, you can be a better role model. Um, you can, if you believe in yourself, um, you can help inspire others. And it's just const- it takes constant effort, and it's it's hard work that you have to do uh, to really grow into to be that person that you want to become. And it's something that I 
always am trying to work at and um, it's keep trying to lead from the front and and be better than I was you know last year I want to be it's like keep reflecting on how to improve as you age and and keep setting new goals for yourself to challenge yourself and don't just stay stagnant because I just I feel like you're going to regret it well, later con- on in life. Consistency too. That's where a lot of this comes from. Like any confidence for me personally that I have, it's just from consistently doing stuff and just trying to be a little bit better as I go through the process of it. And you learn different things and you know what you did wrong and you can learn from the failures, but it's the same thing for you. Like you, and I'll just speak for you here, like I sometimes have to pull your teeth to do the podcast. Yeah. Not as much <laughs> now as I used to, but you didn't want to do it. Yeah, it was like fear. Because you thought people would think you're like, stupid. why would people want me on the podcast? Well, who would listen to me talk, dude? <laughs> if that doesn't show you, like, who would listen to me ramble? But they do. Well, and you've gotten so much better, but you've been doing it for two years, so. And prior to to that, you were doing more public speaking and different live events and things that helped you prepare. But the more um, you do it. Mm-hmm the better you get. You're not like You just practice makes perfect, right? But nothing's perfect. So you just keep on working at it. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect practice, I guess, would make perfect. But Mm -hmm. just practicing in... Progress over perfection. Yeah. And you just consistently improve over time. And it does build confidence. It's like you, when you talk about, like when you're at work and you're talking to uh, businesses and clients and things, like you're way better now than you were the first year you started. You're terrible. But that's all of us. But... The consistency of doing something does build confidence over time. And I think if you guys can keep doing that, you can crush anything. Because then you start to prove to yourself and that then increases your confidence with whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. It's like the, it's like working out. It's no different. Some people, the first time they walk in the gym, they feel so like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, well, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to learn what your body can do. You're going to learn to push yourself and like you're going to consistently grow. And that's why I do love fitness. It's a constant challenge. It's never, even if the stuff gets easier, you just push yourself a little bit harder. You increase the volume or the tempo or the load or the speed. And, and the beauty of, you know, if you're talking like just lifting weights or pushing a sled, like 200 pounds is always 200 pounds, dude. And it's not going to move unless you move it. And that does build strength and it tears you down and it builds you up. And there's a confidence in that. And that's why I love sports. That's why I love, you know, paralleling that to anything else in life. So you can take the skills you learn in the gym. You can apply it to basically anything else. Next one, build why others wait. This is a perfect one for you, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> this whole year. What are your notes here? Read them off for me. And don't wait around and say, poor me, like, why is this happening to me? Have a plan B and start creating. Um, Pivoting, I feel like, is such a huge word this year, um, like we mentioned. But taking action, moving forward, growing in the areas where you can, and taking new risks, you know, testing things out, seeing if, if they work. If they don't, then you can check that off and and try something else learn you know a new skill and just keep making effort pushing through the pain pushing through the storm just keep going otherwise you're gonna if you if you don't you're you're gonna lose all that momentum and when this does start to get better 
I just think you're going to have a lot of regret if you just sat around wasting so much time. And I know like that was a huge lesson for me when I was furloughed for six months. I'm like, I, I have to keep doing something to help our business and help myself because um, I don't want to look back on this time and be like, gosh, I wasted six months of just waiting around. It's a long time mm-hmm. to wish away parts of your life and to not be productive. And I said that throughout this, and I always share a quote from my old man. And I said in the last podcast, I'm like, he would always tell me you can wish in one hand or you can shit in the other uh, to see which fills up faster. And it's not great. Um, so gross. But it is true. And uh, it's, you know, in his, you know, uh, most... Poet, very classy. His most poetic way. That's how he would phrase it. But it's true, and it's there from the beginning. I told you, like, I'm not going to take a loss on the whole year. Like, there's just no way I'm going to do it. I'm not going to sit here while they close down my business for three months and be like, well, I guess I'm just screwed. I'm like, I'm not going to watch, you know, everything just be, like, ripped away or crumble. I'm like, no, I'm not taking the L. Because for me, it's a momentum thing. It's not about money. Like you can make money a bunch of different ways if you're willing to work hard enough and hustle and be resourceful, but it's just sitting there like losing all the momentum you've built over a decade plus. I'm like, that's not going to happen. So how can I, what can I do with this time? So what you're telling me I can't do this today. Well, can I take them same five hours and six hours and seven hours and 10 hours and create a program? And can we do something to help people? Can we put out more podcasts? Can we go to different avenues to still you know, create and shift the way we need to for the time being. And then when things do, you know, move forward and we get through this, you're going to come out on the other end and you're going to crush it. Now, that might take way longer than you want, which admittedly right now it has. Like I'm, as they say, I'm over this shit for Mm -hmm. sure, but it clearly isn't over yet. So I'm still kind of going through the shit here with everybody else, but I've tried to do a lot of other things connected to it which again I've worked more this year than any other year which is not what I had planned to do for sure but I guess I looked at it like you know not build why others wait but I looked at it like what other option do I have Mm -hmm. just sit at home and be sad yeah I can't go anywhere we're not flying to Italy like we're not doing all these cool things like there's nothing super fun I could do so I'm like I guess I could look at it like use this time well as B.J. Gadur told me a long time ago, you can look at it like a prison sentence or a training camp. And he said that to me and it freaked me out a little bit. And I'm like, well, I don't want to look at it like that, but he's not really wrong. And so I'm just like, well, this is my training camp. This is the time where I can just get better at these things and, you know, do everything I can to kind of, you know, hold this shit together mm-hmm. with like, you know, bubble gum and, you know, scotch tape, basically, and just kind of piece it together. And it's been... Again, I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, oh, it's been super fun every day. No, some days have yeah. just like sucked. Struggle. You've been like, just, it just I don't want to say depressed because it's not the right word, but it's just not fun. Yeah. I'm like, this sucks. Like, that's all I want to say. But then I look at it on the other hand, and the other days I have the feeling like, well, it hasn't been ideal, but I look back and like, well, I'm kind of proud of how I've put it mm-hmm. together and how I've tried to, to stand in there for people who were sad or were depressed or were sick and don't have the same you know, outlook or resources. And so I'm like, in one regard, it's been like the fucking worst. And then in one aspect, I'm like, well, I have learned a lot about how I can do things differently if I need to. And 
the idea of what I thought my life needed to be or had to be has also shifted and changed too, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So the key, don't wait around and say, poor you, because to, honestly, dude, if, if I've learned anything during this and this is me and you, no one's coming to help you. Like, yeah, you got to take care of yourself. Take right? responsibility, you, make a plan. And I mean like, that. Like, write out your goals. Like, I am such a, we're both such an advocate of doing that. And like, I had, did, I wrote out goals for the six months for my furlough. Like, okay, how am I going to use this time? What do I want to accomplish? And looking back at that list, I'm like, okay, check, check, check. I did all of those. And, um, right now we were ending our 50 days of fitness program. And yeah, I didn't, I tackled majority of those goals and I definitely did better than if I never had wrote any of those goals down, uh, for this program. And then we'll do the same thing. We have a workbook for a 47 day transformation. So in January, when that begins that next round, it's such a great time for me to write out what do I want kind of the first half of January, uh, the first half of, of the new year, but also like, what are my short-term goals? And then our long, long-term goals for the year that we want to accomplish. I think this year we'll be definitely focused on the short term because we still, there's so much unknown for how uh, 2021 will play out. So. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully better than 2020 Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, But when I say the don't wait around, you don't have to sit and wait for permission to do something different or do something that you want to do or do something that's a, a drastic change. And, I say, you know, if I've learned anything that nobody's coming to help me uh, during this year, I mean, like, the leaders that you have in a government or politics, like, they're not going to save you, dude. Like, they're not, you don't have to wait for permission for them to tell you things. Like, you don't need permission from anybody to tell you, like, you can be healthier today. You can start reading things full of positivity today. You can start following people today that puts you in the right mindset. You can start surrounding yourself with, you know, people who are going to lift you up instead of pull Mm -hmm. you down. Yeah. Sitting at home doing the, Oh, I'm just going to wait till this is over. I'm like, then it will never be over. And I don't mean that like, like the pandemic itself, but I'm like, your mentality will still be there. Like if you always have that kind of victim mentality and Oh, this is always sucks. Like you'll always be stuck there. Mm -hmm. And I, I know a lot of you were eating shit this year. I did it my own way, which for me was tough. You might have it a thousand times worse. I'm not trying to like, downplay your problems but i can promise you if you're listening to me right now today on a thousand dollar phone or driving your car you have it so much better dude than everybody else and so you can just kind of deal with the shit as it comes make the best of it and then just try to be as positive as you can moving forward and if you do that you're going to come out on the other end like this badass version of yourself because i i've said this too i go when this is done i am going to just fucking crush it because i'm going to feel even better than i do today There'll be like this weight lifted this off my chest. that was been building up. Through and, shit. Mm-hmm. And if you can do it through the shit, you guys, when the world is, when your world is better and it's more clear and free, it's like. This energy boost. You unhook the trailer mm-hmm. and you just fly down the road 200 miles an hour. And I believe that. And I feel a little bit of it already. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I remember how crappy I felt like in April, mm-hmm. in May and in June. I'm like, I don't, I'm never going back to that. And there's, I always almost feel like now, like there's nothing they can throw at you that you're not going to just kick the shit out of. And that's a good place to be, but you got to get through it first. Like 
for me, it's, I'm still kind of, I'm trying not to wait around, but with my job situation, there's still uncertainty there. So I feel like once, um, I have more answers with that, that will help give me more of a boost in that area. But you waiting around and here's your version of it. It'd be you sitting at home right now, mm-hmm. laying on the couch, watching Hallmark movies. Yeah. Face down, not moving. Didn't exercise today. Didn't do a podcast. Didn't come in here and help me film. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk to any of our athletes here. Like that would be your version of like saying, poor me, but you didn't mm-hmm. like you've come in here. We film stuff together. We work on the programs. You're active in the groups. Like you do the podcast. Like that's what it is. Right. Is it always fun? No. Did you want to do it today? you really didn't i had to talk you into it i go but now this is a great podcast and like you're happy you did it and you'll feel better and like that's that's why i say if it's if you can do it like you have this you know gridlock mentality in your brain awesome if not get a partner and get some friends who and hold each other accountable it's really helped each other out through this year um and it you get that mental release once you do take action and, and follow through it's like, it's like working out. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't the best workout, you're not like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. No. You're always thankful you did the mobility. You're mm-hmm. always thankful you got a sweat in. You're always thankful you did the sets and reps. It paid. It's the days where you, I said this before and I'll move on. I don't want to get into rant here, but now I'm all worked up. It's the days where you feel like you don't want to do shit that you yeah. invest in that. Those are the biggest days, you guys. Those are the ones that compound for the biggest returns. Like, because... This morning, um, so I came in to work out at the 9 a.m. group, and then I, my sisters had sent a really sweet video of them visiting my grandma, who turns 90 this month, and my plan was to be there this year, Um, and so it was really emotional seeing the video, and I talked to her a couple days ago, and they FaceTimed with me, which helped, but it just was like hitting me like day after Christmas and I'm missing my family so much. And so I was like, not in the right mindset, but I'm glad I pushed myself to be on the podcast and hopefully you find something helpful with these lessons of 2020. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, it makes a huge difference when you just force yourself to continue to move forward. So I know I'm going to see my family soon, 2021. They'll probably get sick sick of me because I'm going to be visiting so much. <laughs> uh, they get sick of you real quick. Yeah. You're, you're a little different than the rest. Uh, what's the next one? Leaders. Leaders show up. Read your show notes. Boom. No. You don't want to read your show notes? <laughs> no. You just be silent? Strong leaders will reveal themselves during this time. Focus on empathy, on ways how you can be there for everyone around you. What, go ahead. You're the leader of J- JSF for your team, and you have definitely showed up for them. I try to. I do it at our house, too. I try to just be. I know dude. in the corporate world, uh, we definitely have some amazing leadership, really strong women uh for the team i'm on and they have been phenomenal leaders this year and i just shout out to them because uh, i've learned a lot from just watching them how they have been able to lead um hundreds of people through really thousands in our company but that have struggled um, in this highly Crazy. I mean, just a crazy year for the hotel industry, and it's just the been, worst year. Ever. Yeah, 
by far. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're holding it together is pretty gnarly. Uh, I think if you're listening to this, whether you obviously run a small business or you're part of a bigger corporation, I don't know. I can only tell you my personal experience and what I think the biggest takeaway is and the phrases. Um, I don't know if I first heard it from like Rachel Cruz or somebody, but the phrase is more is caught than taught. And I believe that with everything. I believe that in school. Obviously, I don't have any kids, but I think if you're, you know, I was once a kid and I had, I do have parents. Um, that's what I always took away from it. It might not be verbally what you say all the time because sometimes you just can't have the right words and it's okay. Sometimes that's why, you know, I think you got two ears and one mouth so you listen more than you talk. But you can be an ear for people. You can be an open door for them to share things if you can take it. Uh, you can be empathetic for sure to people's situations and what they're going through and by not judging them but just by your actions and how you live every single day. I do think more is is caught and taught. So even if I don't directly try to spoon feed stuff here to people, we just put out information, we present it. Here's how we eat. Here's how I live. Here's the books I read. Here's what I think. Here's how I spend my time. Here's when I wake up. Here's when I go to bed. Here's who I surround myself with. And I think that's what leadership is really. It doesn't always have to be this, you know, verbal direction of stuff. It's just, it's by how you living your life. And on a side note, I don't want to get off track, but that's why I do think a lot of this stuff in the world today is, kind of the way it is because you have leaders in certain states saying certain things but doing something different and then you're getting people not wanting to follow it and believe it because they're so full of shit it's like don't go to a restaurant then they go to a restaurant you know don't go see your family then they go see your family there's things like that if you're in a leadership position you have to hold yourself to the highest standard in it whether that's you being the parent that's you being the manager or the boss or just being a husband or wife or whoever runs your household if it's a group thing then you have to set the example for everybody else to follow and you can't be a hypocrite and try to say one thing but yet you do something completely different on the back end it's people see the way you live your life and what you do and they gravitate towards the ones who are doing it correctly and the ones who are doing it right in my opinion i agree and i think in fitness there's no other way to do it like it wouldn't be worth it me coming on here if i was 150 pounds overweight dropping you you know here's the five you know biggest diet struggles well i'm full of shit then because I'm not walking the walk, and I think you have to do that. And that's what most leaders do, especially in times when it's uncomfortable and it's terrible. And I'll be honest with you, there is probably more than a handful of days here where I'm like, if I just, like, worked for somebody else, they just paid me a lot of money, I'm like, you know how much easier this would be? And that would be way easier, for sure, because I wouldn't have the responsibility. I wouldn't have to sit here and make the tough calls and, like, do the weird things we've had to do this year. But that's the boat I'm in. So now, again, like I talked about before, you feel like you can make it through damn near anything because you've made it through some of the most uncomfortable stuff as being a person who's up front. And the last one, tap into your deepest knowing. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, so basically, you know, this has been a time to really sit with yourself and I'm sure a lot of you, like myself, have had even more alone time and quiet time to really think about who you are, who do you want to be, where, what direction do you want to go in life next. Um, this is a great year to really get into a good routine of whether it's like meditation or journaling, um, just making that, carving out that time for yourself, whether that's going out and being in nature 
um, whatever makes you feel good and helps you kind of understand um, who you are and just just taking a moment for yourself to tap into all those feelings instead of constantly being distracted by everything that life throws at you. And I think that's probably our, that's our generation version of struggle or it will be moving forward anyway. And I always go back to, and I'll do, I need to get a poster of like Leonardo DiCaprio and the Revenant here. So I stare at it and I don't feel like I have a bad day. I don't think you have any more space up in here. I have a right above that John Wick right there. But I say that because I watched that movie and I just, that one I mentioned the other day, was that one in the uh, Christian Bale? Is it Hostel? Hostels we watched, that one of him? Like, it's just a savage's way to grow up. Like, they're fighting for survival every day. And I look at that as like in such an awful way to live life. And we obviously figured out, you know, how to keep ourselves safe from animals. And we are much more... You know, as as people, as bad as people think it is, like, we're much more civilized than we used to be. Like, I say it all the time, the fact that we can just, like, kind of walk around freely and you're not under attack every single day is is a cool we're thing. We're not living in a war zone here. No, we're not. I, I talked about that. We said it the other day. I was like, imagine having to leave your house, like, with an assault rifle in your car mm-hmm. just to, like, go to the store because you, you fear you might be in a machine gun fight in the streets. We do not live that in Scottsdale. That does not happen here. Like, and I say that because that that struggle years ago, like you're in the woods fighting a bear to live, like that would be a terrible the way to wild, live wild life. West. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> you go on a trip with it's like the Oregon Trail, like the video game. You <laughs> you take a trip with ten people. Oh, Jake got bit by a snake. He's dead. <laughs> and like, uh, Cindy got diphtheria. Like she's not gonna make it. And it's like you're just going. You get the ox drowned. <laughs> yes. You had to chuck the wagon. Your like just trailers. The, yeah, not trailer. Your your wagon. Yeah. <laughs> your wagon. But the point is like that you, that was the struggle back then. Ours now is it's easier physically, but mentally it's where it's really messing with people. And what I mean is you're so bombarded with information all the time. Technology is like taking over. And you're consumed by it. And so now you have this, it's like this invisible prison it's putting people in and it's because they got addicted to it and you look at some people's screen times your screen time is six hours this week what you stared at your screen for six hours today on christmas it was great like i i think i checked my phone maybe in the morning and then at night on christmas but like all day it just was like present and it felt so good other than being on the phone with my family and facetime but i didn't um look at social media which was great. Well, and I think that's probably the biggest thing. Like when you like, you know yourself and, and who you want to do and what it is. I'm going to read this really quick right here. They have a, a study about how many times people uh, check their phones. And this one is small business trends. And this is from March 2020. And it said a study reveals 66% of Americans check their phones 160 times every day. That is insane. Almost the same number, 65% of Americans admit to sleeping with their smartphones at night. That's why I always put mine in the other room for sure. There's another one from PR News that say uh, people check the phones like 100 times a day. So there, it just depends. That one was 66% of Americans check at 160. And this one is the average American checks their phone. It's so scary. 96 times a day. So that's once every 10 minutes. And that's by Global Tech Care, um, Asheron, which I think that's like the people who do the phone insurance. I think that's who did that study. 
So that's what I'm saying, like where if it's tapping to your deepest knowing, we might not be fighting animals in the wilderness, but you're fighting this technology prison because you become so addicted to looking at ads and being targeted and pixeled and, you know, getting lost in YouTube videos for hours where you're not present in your own life. Mm -hmm. And you get so busy and inundated with technology and the news and all these things, it's, it's making you feel a certain way. And it's taking away from you being able to be alone and to meditate and to journal and just to be in nature. Have clarity. And obviously we do it for work. So I use the phone enough. I don't like to have it around and I hate to say this everybody one day the podcast I probably always do because it's kind of fun and I can do it whenever I want but one day I might just become Ron Swanson and disappear mm -hmm. uh, from social media altogether and you never see me again like BJ's done with Instagram yeah um I don't plan on doing it anytime soon but if I do I'll just be done with it and I'm like I'll just be a ghost and a voice mm -hmm. and you see me once in a while because when we go do trips and stuff I like to share it with everybody because I do think it's fun and it's neat. And it's like our own personal scrapbook too. But it gets to a point where it's like. Takes away. Yeah. Like you were in the cabin at Forest House. And it's yeah. like. you And you love that stuff. Like you're. Oh the lights are so yeah. cool in this. And I'm like. Dude. How much more yeah, do we have Yeah. But then to? we went hiking. And I didn't. Ha I didn't. Take my phone with me. And he's like. Showing. You're like. Filming the whole time we're hiking. And I'm like. Well because it was beautiful. Yeah, but see, it's like I thought it was doing a service to everybody. Both. I'm willing to I do certain I feel like I've gotten things. better. No, you have. You're way better. But my point is, is that sometimes we get so addicted to it, it takes away from actually it being. It does experiencing it at the event. Yeah, I know. And so. as we get older too, I'm just kind of like. But I like to show. I like to show people fun because it's like I would rather have you, and I do it because I'm like, well, if I show us hiking in Sedona, it is cool to look at. No, it is. And I think it puts you in a good mood then as opposed just, to... like, adds to the problem of more people visiting Sedona and... No, it sucks. Don't ever go like there. It's terrible. becoming really well-known. <laughs> you guys will hate it. Don't ever go. But the point is, is obviously, you know, use it as tools in a way that are going to help you, but don't use it so much to where you become addicted to it and it takes away from the quality of your life. I think it's a huge lesson is, like, understanding your setting limits and uh restrictions for yourself for sure when it comes to that mental battle and that struggle of uh constantly being distracted my rule of thumb for most things and you have to know your personality type and i'll let you guys go it's knowing what kind of person you are do you have addictive personality um, can you easily turn on and turn off things? And so if you're doing something in your life and it's adding value to it and making you feel better, then do more of it. If it's taking away from your life and making you feel like shit, do less of it. If you can consume alcohol in moderation and makes your life better and you have fun with friends and you do it socially responsibly, then do it. If you find yourself being in negative thought patterns and drinking too much and becoming addicted, I don't think you should do it. It's not a great place. Social media is the same way. If you watch social and you like to look at videos of puppies and like, you know, people doing stupid stuff or just like watching your friends' lives and it makes you feel good, then do it. But if you're doing it and you're watching the news and it makes you feel bad and you're fearful and you're panicked and then you compare yourself to everybody else because they're having fun and living a life and you feel like your life sucks, then I don't think you should do it. And I think that just comes down to you knowing yourself and what you're getting out of it. And a really way to audit every day is if you write down how you spend your time the five or six things you spend your time doing and say, hey, are these things 
putting me in a good mood? Are these things making me a better person? Are these things adding value to my life? Or are they doing the exact opposite? And if more often than not, you're making a list and these things are dragging you down, I think you need to get rid of them. I really do. I agree. That's important for 2021. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I'll leave you guys with is just because um, I've shared this before, but if you've learned anything from this year, me especially, is that you can have a a concrete plan and it can all go to shit uh, real quick. So just learning to pivot and shift and change um, as best you can, I think, is as important. It's that old... uh, like Yiddish proverb, you know, we plan and and God laughs. And basically, you know, everybody can pretty much relate to this. No matter what stage of life you're in, we make plans. Um, We set out to where we want to go and we imagine things and the way we'd like them to be and when we want to arrive at our certain goals. But things have a way of uh, turning out not quite um, as we hope or expected. And I think we can all agree that... um, We had a plan for this year, and we set out to make it a certain way, and we thought we'd arrive at our goals uh, at a certain date and time, but uh, clearly, I don't think for any of us, it's turned out the way that we had quite hoped or expected, so just know that, and I think if you've obviously made it through and you're still listening to me, it it didn't bury you guys, it only planted you to be the most badass version of the person you're going to be come next year, so that is it, so... I appreciate you guys. As always, again, reminder, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, the one supplement I take every single day. If you guys are interested, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. You guys can get a free year supply of vitamin D3 with your order and five free travel packs. And if you're really on the fence, I will have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it for free, then get the greens and the year supply of vitamin D. And again, you guys, vitamin D is important in your life. You need it. You cannot get it naturally unless you're hanging out in the sun for more than an hour a day with your clothes damn near naked off your body. And most of us are not doing that. So it is a great way to kill two birds with one stone. And a reminder, a 47-day transformation is kicking off here in two weeks. So January the 11th, that is the first transformation program we will run of 2021. So if you're looking to make a massive change, I highly suggest it. And we will give you guys a podcast discount code to make things a little bit easier if you just ask for it. So that's it. Thank you, everybody. Always. Uh, And by the way, if you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. We appreciate when you guys leave comments. Just be honest. If you think it was cool, if you think it sucks, I'm happy to read anything. You won't hurt my feelings. I promise you that. And if you can, if you dig it, drop a five star and share it with a friend or family member. I truly would appreciate that as well. You guys have an amazing rest of your day, Saturday here. First day of Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, all the important things that are going on. And uh, I will probably check in with you sometime this week before we hit 2021. But if for some reason it gets super busy and it can't make it happen, you guys have an amazing uh, new year and an awesome rest of 2020. And again, just try to make the best of it, filled with perspective and gratitude along the way. So thank you, Heather. Thank you. And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.